The world has never been connected as it is today. We have the telecom industry to thank for this, providing us with a connection to the world from almost any device, any platform, 24 by 7. But isn't this connectivity also one of the primary sources of cyber insecurity? With access and resources, you'd think these service providers could and should provide us with the protection we expect and deserve. After all, we are paying for the right to connect to the world via their pipes. In today's pod chat for Future CIO, we have with us Mr. Juniman Kasman, Chief Technology Officer for NXS Guard. Juni, welcome to Pod Chats for Future CIO. Uh, thank you, Alan. What would be, in your view, the top three most common cybersecurity threats as viewed from the perspective of the telecom industry as well as the ISPs? So if you look from the telco and ISPs, or as a collective term, we call them the communication service providers, CSPs, their core business is to build a network that provides communication services like voice data, internet services. And uh, that means their most of the, the core asset is the network infrastructure itself and the, the communication data that travels over the network. And those the most common cybersecurity threat that they face normally are DDoS attacks. And the second one is probably the data hacking. They've been in this business providing us with connectivity for a long time, first with voice and more recently with data. Why do they continue to face these sort of attacks that you mentioned? Surely they must have learned something already from the past history in order to allow them to be better at protecting both themselves as well as uh, customers like us. It's true that uh, CSP has tried to keep up with the growing these uh, cybersecurity challenges, but as it evolved, the cyber threats are just become, uh, we call it uh, larger in terms of the size and or it can become uh, more sophisticated, more complex, and now become much more targeted and persistent. And that means that in order to defend against uh, such cyber threats, CSP actually are falling behind because the lack of uh, investment on the, these uh, cybersecurity areas. What kind of disruptions or inconveniences can customers, you, me, and the businesses expect should a telco or an ISP continue to be underprepared against these advanced cybersecurity threats? So we can take a look from the two perspectives. Uh, from the enterprise level, you can see that if CSPs continue to fall behind uh, to mitigate, to protect their customers, these customers that are under the CSPs will continue to suffer from like outages or data compromise. And eventually, they will leave these CSPs. And at the, the, at the end of the day, it means that CSP will lose these uh, revenues and profitability uh, in the long run. But if you take a look from another level, like for example, you look at a national level or country level, uh, you can see that certain uh, mission critical applications, probably like healthcare, transportation, if it's being disrupted, it's not be able to function properly. It affects that the basic necessities that citizens need for an essential for their life, right? And at this level, this disruption will be might result in a certain loss of life. So as far as the loss of revenue is concerned, in some markets maybe like Hong Kong, uh, where it's hyper competitive, you know, we've got the uh, like five, six uh, uh, mobile operators. But in some other markets, like Philippines, they only have two operators. So in some captive markets, the issue of a loss of revenue stream may not be as significant since consumers and customers don't really have much of a choice. Going around that one, distributed denial of service or DDoS. Now, as a threat, I can understand what it is, but perhaps in the interest of our readers, can you explain to us what DDoS means? Again, from the perspective of the these uh, CSPs. What's the impact of a DDoS against a CSP? 
DDoS, distributed denial of service, is a type of attacks that trying to send a lot of requests, a massive request. The purpose is to render that services with your networks, with your servers, with your applications, to overload them that the junk of requests so they cannot respond. So basically you shut down the services. In a more late term example, if you run hotline company, you have a your, your hotline can only take for example 10 calls at one time. So the attackers might spot as like they send thousands of calls at one time that that eventually jam your entire hotline call. For example, if this hotline is very critical, for example, it's 111 services or 911 services, then this will become a more serious uh, consequence. From what I understood, DDoS as a form of attack has been with us since the 1990s, since around 1996. That's 25 years. I mean, and what you're saying is 25 years on, we continue to experience DDoS or, or CSPs continue to experience DDoS. Why is that? With all the advances in technology, the experience and expertise that we have, we have today AI and machine learning. Why is it that we continue to experience DDoS? What is wrong? with CSPs or, or technology companies? Maybe it's not purely the CSPs fault, but maybe it's others within the technology ecosystem that's preventing us from actually getting around this issue of DDoS. Next, Scott, uh, we have been on these uh, front lines of defending against attacks for numerous CSPs, right? From the technical perspective, there are actually two parts that as CSP are, are lacking or there's a gaps that they face right now. The first, uh, we call it basically the network itself. Uh, we all know that CSPs have a large network presence, at least in the one country or the country or the cities they are operated within. So most of the CSP network are designed to absorb we call it in-country attacks, but they are not really designed to mitigate large and distributed global attacks. The nature of DDoS is uh, large and distributed. This so-called design of in-country uh, design network presence is no longer sufficient. That's why when we talk about, we call it the mitigations, a lot of CSP now going for uh, towards that, not just deploying, we call it on-premise mitigation strategy, but they now go towards the on-premise plus cloud mitigation strategy, or in our terms, we call it hybrid strategy. So that's from network perspective. Uh, another perspective is from the mitigation technology itself, just exactly what you mentioned before uh, talking about. In the uh, IT advance so much that intelligence, machine learning, deep learning is, has been as part of our life. But unfortunately, a lot of uh, CSP are, are still haven't have a mitigation platform or technology that is powered by this uh, machine or deep learning. Is that an issue of cost or an issue of priority from the point of view of the CSP? I would say it is probably both. From the technical angles, that the security is always, uh, we call it, viewed or taken by ISP as an operational burden, or you just probably they took cybersecurity is because they need cybersecurity is because of the operations. So they don't have a massive or they had a budget or they have a limited uh, budget to cost that they can spend, right? And the second one, uh, they, they come from the different perspective that this cybersecurity is not a business. They spend more, but they cannot earn more money. It's purely cost. So they, they haven't took it as a, that is a become a revenue generator of the or growth enable for their business. Okay, so Nexus Guard is in the provision of uh, solutions around DDoS, right? Your experience, your technology, your platform, can a telecom or, or 
a CSP, use anti-DDoS technology to actually make revenue. Is that possible? For the past probably 10 to 15 years ago, uh, like you say, CSP already invests uh, technology in mitigating DDoS attack. They buy, what, how they do it, they buy the appliances or security uh, boxes deployed to the networks and they try to get this build a team to try to integrate the services, build a portal, so try to make something they can, other than mitigate the a threat for themselves, they want to resell it to their customers. But because of this productization or because of the, the complexity in, in doing the build so-called security as a services, DDoS mitigation as a services, most of the CSP fail to do that. And at the end, it remains become they are just using it to uh, protect the infrastructure. And even worse for now, like DDoS is getting more complex, larger, more sophisticated, more targeted, and more persistent. Their current network is now unable to uh, absorb this kind of attacks. From the business perspective, those sales or, or the front-end guy that want to sell the service to customers, they are not confident enough because they don't have a capacity to, to handle such attacks. And even worse, and now, Whatever services that they, they sell, for example, the FOIA services, data internet services, that currently under threat as well, because when DDoS attack comes, it comes become a collateral damage to all these services, and that all these things uh, prevent, uh, uh, makes the CSP become uh, fall behind on these cybersecurity uh, challenges. 2020, we saw a lot of uh, cyber attacks coming in, different er- different types, different areas, maybe not so much on DDoS. I, I, I don't know. You, you're the better expert on this. 2021, do you anticipate more DDoS attacks, more targeted attacks, as you call them, to continue? And what should telcos do differently from what they are doing now so that they could, again, provide better service to customers, protect their infrastructure, make more money, which is what they are trying to do anyway? What's your advice? In the beginning, you mentioned about the 5G uh, rollout, right? Uh, 5G-enabled devices uh, can deliver more compute power and speed. What that means for a DDoS attack is they can generate much larger attack with um, smaller endpoints device. So this uh, today is definitely the era of, we call it, terabit attacks. Like what we with uh, we, the experience by Google uh, four years ago in 2017, they experienced like 2.54 terabit attacks, which is in today's context, I probably be only small amount of organizations in the world able to mitigate such attacks. But with 5G, this one will become even worse. So imagine each device, like 5G device now, say, can transmit over 10 Gbps, right? So the bad actors just need to hack, for example, 100,000 devices to generate petabyte attacks. It is not here today, but probably it will be here really, really faster than what we've seen. And to, to end up, uh, there are a couple of key takeaways that we would like the CSP to take note and to reconsider or evaluate on the uh, mitigation strategies. So the first one that we mentioned is the about the hybrid mitigation strategy. So CSP should reevaluate the hybrid mitigation strategy against uh, the so-called to fight both in-country attacks and global attacks. They should adopt a true hybrid technology that offer a seamless experience on operating both on-premise device that on the cloud device at the same time that not like why are uh, we say the hybrid here a true hybrid here is because of a lot of misconception of if i have a cloud i have a box that means i have hybrid solution it is not actually it's not like for example like you buy an apple you 
to buy a pen, it become Apple pen, right? So basically, uh, we, we uh, recommend that the CSB look for true hybrid technologies that can offer seamless on-prem and cloud experience for DDoS mitigation. So that will help a lot where they provide security as service to their customers. Okay, so the first point is true hybrid. The second key takeaways uh, is uh, they should invest more in the mitigation platform or technology that is powered by intelligent based like a deep learning machine learning. So instead of relying on the more traditional approach like using threshold based or signature based uh, that kind of mitigation platforms that is no longer effective or reliable, uh, ensure that their technology now have a machine or deep learning intelligence so they can recognize or mitigate zero day attacks and reduce that uh, tedious uh, manual configurations. And the last one, should not position cybersecurity as an operational burden challenges, but they should view it as a business and growth enable. They should try to turn the DDoS into a business opportunities. And uh, in NexusCut, we, we, we launched a program called TAP Tech Program, Transform Transformational Alliance Partner Program, that we aim to uh, help a CSP to, to, to deal with these challenges of cost of operating and maintaining a complex technology, ongoing support, or even productize the security as a service. We're talking about a more sophisticated way of attacking a, a more advanced DDoS. From the side of the CSP, is the current awareness or technology, the skills in-house, is it sufficient for them to help mitigate? Other than, okay, I don't have the technology, but I do have the people. Maybe that's how they think about it. Can their people be sufficiently capable of handling or providing support against these uh, DDoS attacks? Or do they need to go through a, a series of new trainings in order to keep them uh, sort of in sync or aligned with the current trends uh, practices? So we, we believe to fight the cyber threats, it requires a combination of both the good uh, human resources, or like uh, security engineers or security re human resources. And at the same time, you need to have a good platforms and technology and of course the processes, right? I would not say that they have to retrain from the scratch, but definitely they need to keep up with the latest uh, technology, latest no knowledge on security, how to use the new platform more effectively instead of, for example, they have to do tons of manual configurations. Maybe they learn how to train the machine. These are mitigation technology so they can mitigate better. It's like you try to teach machine on how to fight the future threats. Yeah, there's a change on the landscape on how we mitigate uh, DDoS itself. Who should be leading this charge on protecting the infrastructure of the CSP against DDoS attacks? Oh yeah, yeah. you asked a very good question. I think this is probably the most complex reason, uh, and only reasons that why CSP is uh, still fall behind on the cybersecurity. If you take a look on the CSP, the organization, they're mostly they are large organizations will have a lot of teams. Like, uh, for example, they have a product team that in charge of uh, productized the products. They have a uh, network teams that in charge of ensure they have enough capacity to, to deal with these uh, DDoS attacks. And they have a security team that probably are in charge of so those are sort of uh, security policies. And they have a uh, not teams and also they have a uh, like a management. So in order to get CSP that to act together, they have to first get the support from the management. The management have to view it at that uh, this DDoS, uh, this cybersecurity is not that view it as operational issues, as a view it as a business opportunities. So from there, they have to regroup the teams like on network team to work together with the product team, with the NOX team, 
the security team, and then we need a, a centralized platform that can satisfy all the requirements. This uh, technology can uh, satisfy the requirements of product team, a security team, and network team at the same time. Yeah, sounds like at the end of the day, it all goes down to a people issue as well. It's not just pure technology. There's also a lot of people issues involved here. Uh, yes, as, as always, yeah, technology is only for us to, as a tools or as a enablement for us, but at the end, we still rely on humans I mean, to make decisions together to make it happen, right? Juni, thank you very much for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Uh, thank you, Alan. Thanks uh, to give, give us the opportunity to, to share our thoughts on this. That was Juniman Kasman, Chief Technology Officer for Nexus Guard, on the topic of cybersecurity challenges faced by telcos and ISPs. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.